0: Now count me in. Q C Adenairin. Q C Adenairin. Count the on your radio now. Q C Adenairin. Off air and uncut. Q C Adenairin, uncut, off air. Um, inspirational story. Uh, which we so a man by the name of Jay Stevens, local guy who had a life-changing, terrible, terrible accident as a result of a helicopter crash. Uh, and how he's uh, bounced forward and what he's up to now. Let's uh, say hello to Jake.
1: Love to be here. Yeah,
0: yeah
2: congratulations. Mm. It's such an honour to have you here. Uh, you have become the first paraplegic to walk to Mount Everest Base Camp without a wheelchair. That is sensational.
1: Thank you very much. Why? Oh, just, I've always just had a little bit of ticker inside, and I think the big thing after being told you're paraplegic and you are not going to walk again, obviously having young kids, as well, to have that taken away, that was just something I couldn't accept. And of course, being at a spinal cord hospital, we see a lot of quadriplegics who aren't as lucky as yourself. Yeah. So if you've got that small little chance to try and get back up and of course a young family to set an example for, it was mm. um, obviously some tough times. But, you know, obviously looking at your family every day and having some very good support, friendship network, uh, here we are six years later in a very good position.
0: So uh, you had an accident, a helicopter accident, when you were, like, what, 32? Is that
1: right? 32 years old, uh, nearly exactly six years ago in the start of 2018. So
0: you were, you were in the Northern Territory and you just were on a joy flight, is that right? Was that yeah, Northern
1: Territory for a kick-off conference for my work. Yeah. And we were gifted helicopter flights uh, from the employer, and uh, unfortunately, uh, the pilot stalled my helicopter about 150 meters up in the sky, and we all know what happens when you stall. There's no breakdown lanes up there. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, uh, straight back down to earth.
2: Do you oh. remember that moment? Like, do you or like sometimes with trauma, people block it out?
1: Yeah, I've actually done a bit of work around it, and I think it was more. It was like it was happening so fast, but in slow motion. Yeah, at the same time, and you were, you were kind of just waiting for the pilot to do something. It was like turbulence on a helicopter. Yeah. And you're obviously I'm quite comfortable with that but it just kept getting worse and worse and of course after a while you're like okay this isn't very good here and then uh, of course the obviously the helicopter stalled yeah, and um, yeah we fell pretty much just straight out of the sky. Did you
0: have a moment where you thought I'm um about to die?
1: Yeah, there was just that little split second. I think you're just sitting there, you're, obviously you're thousands of miles away from your kids, your yeah. family.
2: You had, so how old were your kids at this time?
1: So I had an 18-month-old uh, at the time, oh, so I was just God. a young father. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I think there was just that that quick thing, you're just like, uh-oh, you know, I'm going out here. Because it, yeah. it took about 30 seconds for it to happen, so it wasn't just like an instant, it, w- it was kind of just like, yeah, you had about five, 10 seconds to have that little thing that thought pop into your head really so
0: but you got pulled out of the, 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 the mangled helicopter
1: Yes luckily the helicopter we got at the worst on the right hand side the pilot and I and the passenger on the left hand side he'd had a pretty bad concussion but uh, luckily enough he was able to extract us and pull us. Out of the helicopter, and uh, yeah, we were kind of out in the desert there for about three, oh. three, four hours oh, before goodness. we kind. Of were got. you?
0: In, I mean, were you in agony, or was it like a, you just? It was you had no feeling. Bit you... of
1: both. Yeah, I think there was shock, but also laying there as well. You knew that it was bad, and I th- like I said, it was probably just a flow-on effect from the mm-hmm. thoughts that you had when you were going down, as thousands mm-hmm. of miles away from your family. You just had a young son, and not knowing if you were going to make it. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, they were probably some of the prevailing thoughts, but also you had the little gift of thousands of ants crawling all oh over you and there were some, some snakes next to oh, us as well. That's horrific. So. Oh, we'll get
2: to Everest, <laughs> but just one final question. How do you feel about the pilot? How, how did you feel in the after, the immediate aftermath? How do you feel now?
1: I was quite neutral about everything. Like he didn't get in that helicopter for that to happen. No. Yeah. But I guess afterwards um, what has happened, uh, there's been a few media interviews where he's been painted as the hero of the story when he'd actually caused the accident. So mm. unfortunately, hard. yeah, mm. that's uh, that's kind of the way that one went.
0: Now, you, uh, obviously, when did you find out that, was it a, a month later, a week later, you found out that you had a permanent, uh, you know, a, a yeah, that's paralyzation? Funny. Yeah, it was
1: bad from the start. Um, of course, working in medical devices myself, mm. um, I kind of tried to not look too much at all the x-rays and some of the MRIs because, of course, I just didn't want to have that thought in my head of yeah. seeing how serious it was. So I actually didn't look at my notes, my clinical Notes until about four years after. So all wow. I kind of knew was that I had an incomplete spinal cord injury. Yeah, and that was all I wanted to know. I just didn't want to go down into the details because that's where you can get bogged up. And you know, if you're having tough days, the first things you're going to think about is obviously how serious the injury was. Mm-hmm. So I chose not to look at that until probably the start of last year, and we found out that it was probably about eighty percent crushed. So. Yeah, I never so knew that. You walked in with crutches here
0: and you obviously walked to Everest Base Camp. Extraordinary effort. Uh, how long before you
1: were able to do that, use
0: crutches to actually be mobile?
1: Yes, yeah, so I got up in probably about June, July, uh, about two and a half years ago. Yeah, right. So the first- wow. Yeah, so the first six months, obviously having little number nine knitting needle legs mm-hmm. with no muscles mm-hmm. on them yeah. and, and also just neurologically having to retrain. I can't yeah. feel my left leg. So having to figure out new ways to walk, it was more the neurological fatigue. That was probably the biggest one.
2: So do you like swing a hip or how does it work that you move that left leg?
1: So obviously it still moves the same way, but I've always kind of got to keep my eyes down on it because you can't feel it.
2: Oh, so it's like, yeah, that's isn't that amazing just what we wouldn't even think? It's it's like when you've sat
1: on your leg and, you know, when it goes numb, exact same feeling of
2: that.
0: So When you look around the world and see everyone whinging about, what they whinge about, including
1: me and, and everyone, do you just shake your head at people? I guess in a weird way, it's, everything's kind of relative. Yeah. Everyone's stresses in life are quite relative. Um, again, it's probably a lesson that you'd never learn staying at a spinal cord hospital. Young guys mm. who've had quadriplegic injuries, yeah. older guys mm. who'd had families. So to be in a position that I'm in now and have, to have seen that kind of, and get that sort of perspective, I think uh, that's put me in a really good mental place. Obviously, I'm quite driven. I like to get yeah. outside and get busy. So like I said, I feel quite lucky to be out with my kids now. Gonna,
2: are you blessed in some ways because the crap that, that dogs other people who haven't been through what you've been through probably wouldn't bother you to the same extent?
1: Invaluable life lessons. Like You'd never get those lessons yeah. Yeah. if you weren't put through put through the fire like that. So yeah, like I said, of course you have your ups and downs, but you yeah. know it's choosing what side of bed you want to wake up in the morning with a bit of purpose, passion. Yeah, and uh, I've got to love a lovely young family, so and, and well, they
0: love you. Can actually we we're going to use you for we're going to do a podcast. Yeah, there's going to be extended podcast yeah. you can get in the listener app. Um, <clears throat> can we just, the long can we one, hear, just before can we hear from one of your children uh, talking? Talking. I don't know where this was, but this is one of your children talking about you. He's awesome, and he's my first hero. Oh, that's beautiful. that apple
1: out of the throat (laughs) there, (laughs) Hughley.
2: No, that's so special. God, you're inspirational. What was the moment like when you had to tell your wife or your wife was there and you were told that you were now a paraplegic?
1: I think there was mixed messages when we were at the crash site. So she just got a phone call and saying that, oh, Jaden, I think he's just fractured his hip. Right. (sighs) But from day dot, I knew that it was serious because it was always my back, my back. So I Mm -hmm. dare say there was some mixed messaging coming from the uh, medical team on the ground there. Yeah. And by the time I got down to Adelaide and they'd put me through uh, the MRIs, they knew it was pretty serious by then. So a little bit of mismanagement at the start, unfortunately. I mean, they possibly made it worse with mismanaging it or? If you have a spinal cord injury, you need it reduced, operated on immediately. Yeah. Because why did you go to Adelaide?
2: That's far from...
1: That was the only place I could do the emergency
0: surgery. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, it, it, it might be the closest capital city, yeah. though. Is it from northern? From the, is it Uluru?
1: Was it that uh, right? Uluru. Yeah. So yeah. the pilot got flown directly there, but because they mismanaged mine, I got flown to Alice Springs. Right for about eight or nine hours, oh and then I got God. flown oh. back down the next day. So the triage oh protocol was. Uh, Sorry, Dad. I, I was
2: just pointing at Hughie, saying, "Don't you dare." He dislocated his shoulder last week and he had know, to wait two hours were, for an ambulance. Okay, he was it. in ankle deep water doing a surfing lesson yeah, and but... I just felt that he might have tried to relate to
0: you with the no, weight. I, look,
1: Jay, <laughs> he would do that. It's got the t-shirt on too. I like it. <laughs> I, do, it? I didn't realise I had the surfing t-shirt on but, but Jay,
0: yeah, I look obviously I dislocated my shoulder but I couldn't move my hand for like a day or so. Like Scary. didn't move at all yeah. and I actually was scared that I wouldn't get full use of my hand back. So, I mean, obviously you were scared. So, how, how long was it when you, before you
1: realised that you had a permanent injury? Was it like a, a month or was it? The worst thing is probably working in medical devices. Yeah. So obviously yeah. having good knowledge of the anatomy and working with, funnily enough, spinal cord surgeons as well. Oh, I, wow. That's why I knew it was really serious. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously not being able to feel your legs, that's obviously a pretty bad sign as well. Yeah. And just having no motor control um and for about six months and that like i had little flickers in your hips
2: were you in hospital that whole time
1: so yeah after you have the injury you go into a spinal cord hospital for six months where they teach you how to use a wheelchair everyday living in a wheelchair so it was a long time especially Mm. having an 18 month old son you're away from him for six months and obviously away from your wife so how how did
2: she handle that
1: i think it was pretty tough yeah um a lot of couples would break up in that situation and
0: and they just i imagine it happens a lot You would have seen where they break up when someone has a severe injury
1: yeah and it happened to some of the people that i was in the uh, hospital with yeah
0: so seeing
1: that journey and like I said, I'd only got married probably about two years before that yeah. as well. Obviously, ticking a few boxes: new yeah. company, new job, new wife, new child. Yeah. Um. So, but like I said, you've made vows for a reason, so uh, it was time for me to pick up some slack. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you? How were you feeling sorry for yourself for a long time? or not not at all. Um. You, you it, it's definitely up and down. Yeah. I was probably just the big thing for me is I just couldn't accept it, and yeah. I yeah. kind of just I. Alchemize that into rehab. So I was kind of at the spinal cord hospital. I was even just throwing tennis balls at the walls, just trying to get any sort of feedback down the spinal cord. So rather than trying to deal with it, I'd just try and just bury myself in rehab.
2: That's heartbreaking. You're just desperately hoping for some feeling, for something just...
1: Yeah. 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 So like I said, I'd just... Obviously, I drive my car. Obviously, it's all adapted, but I'd still sit there and think my legs were doing it. So it was kind mm. of an obsession, yeah. really. So mm. I, like I said, I'm lucky to yeah. kind of be where I'm at to be able to walk in the studio. So, yeah. but that was four years down the track before, almost four years down the track when you got the crutches and were able to walk. Yeah, yeah? first steps were about, um, geez, what will be two and a half years from now? So it was it like 2021? Yeah. Um, yeah, about June, July. But I guess when you first start, like you could only walk about 20, 30 metres and it's like you'd just run a marathon. That was probably just the shock, shock to the system, like walking 20... You'd walk that way for 32 years and then yeah. 30 meters, it's like you're nearly been hit by a truck. Where did the idea of Everest yes. come from? Like where
0: did the where did, how do you go from I'm happy to take one step to I think I might go up the tallest mountain in
1: the world? Yeah, i I'm a little bit of a sucker to hide in the pain cave for exercise sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and it probably just the seed got planted, I think I was at the hospital and watching some documentaries on obviously climbers getting up to base camp and some other surrounding mountains. And I guess I was just so angry. I'm like, geez, why didn't I get over there and do that? And as in
2: before your accident? Yeah, before.
1: Yeah. I was probably just going on too many surfing holidays, <laughs> <No>. sneaking <laughs> off on too many of them. So it, the seed was planted then. And obviously, as soon as I started walking again, silly me, just started looking at it, looking at it, and I just couldn't get it out of my head. So yeah. like I said, wow. if something's in there, I just kind of had to try and build myself up to do it, so... Very lucky. It was 130, uh, 130 kilometres, was the trek. Is that right? That's the round trip. So oh, yep. we probably did about 70. Uh, kilometers no. uh, getting there. Yeah. And yeah, funnily enough, the first yes. helicopter ride I'd had since, I got one back. No way. So I actually got yes. a helicopter no back. back. Was yeah. that scary? or oh, was it- No. No, it was actually like getting extracted out of the movie platoon at the end. I was so tired and <laughs> yeah, just so what? worn out. Oh, you <laughs> yes. would have taken wow. anything. That, yeah, that was it. Hands were in the air. <laughs> Same like, pilot, sure. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was sprinting towards the thing to get out of there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fascinating. No, it's incredible. a fascinating story.
0: Thank and you. Congratulations. Thank you so much uh, yeah, thank
1: for telling us. Your your story
0: now. All right, give the give the impossible Instagram handle yes. again, please, because I'll get it wrong.
1: Yes, so it's my yeah JDS eighty five <laughs> Mana. So,
2: J- so the letters J D S, not J A Y. Yeah, J David
1: Stevens JDS eighty five. Yeah, Mana M A N A. Love it. What's the religion? mana for? Oh, I'm part Maori. So, mana is spirit oh, in I love Maori. That. So, nice. did that
2: help you, that Maori spirit?
1: Yeah, I think there's always definitely something in there. Yeah. Like, I just, you just had to do it. I think um, you kind of got halfway up. And I think the thing is, you knew you couldn't turn around either. Yeah, true. So, yeah. <laughs> it was screwed. just, I like, oh, <laughs> signed myself up for this one here. So, Good on, uh, thank you're you. You're a champ.
0: Thanks so much.